so another restart of the podcast welcome first time welcome. on video new year we just had some minor problems with the audio so we'll do the first three hours again or the first <laughs> no. five to ten minutes again welcome to the both worlds tarantula podcast where we talk about our both worlds from the us side and from the european swiss side of the tarantula hobby and yeah we just talked about what we did in the past few weeks and so i was saying cat has done some nice videos and one of them just skyrocketed how did you do that um i i think the title had something to do with it probably first of all tea stormies always do well for some reason everybody loves bird eating spiders goliath bird eating spiders i think that's a big factor but also including food aggressive in the title which i was a little hesitant about because anytime you associate tarantulas and include the word aggressive in the same sentence people tend to get angry which i understand but in this case i would describe those species as food aggressive and i i really didn't know how else to phase it because food defensive doesn't make sense how would good you approach. describe it what, what would you say yeah food aggressive is a good word i think and i think these terms like really attract people more to these kind of videos maybe sometimes even like people interested in reptiles and other insects just chime in into a tarantula video and i think we we talked about this uh, past episode already that i on my end also decided to maybe change the approach a little bit on all these youtube videos to make maybe a more how do you say like a more compelling title and a thumbnail which like potential more people click on and then when you deliver nice content and you're not over exaggerating anything then it's totally fine i think so yeah i would agree on that for sure and i think when you're using a platform like youtube you have to use the platform in a way that the platform works and it's important to know what people what kind of content it should be a compromise between what you want to make and what kind of content people on YouTube want to see. Yeah. And um, I know personally that on my end, at least it definitely varies from channel to channel, but on my end, people like feeding videos and they like my specific, there's some specific spiders that do better than others mm. that I show more. And so, yeah, just connecting it all together and uh, crossing your fingers. And that's, true that's my job now but it's still like insane that one of the videos has five times the views in the same amount of time which is where the video is out there that's, yeah. that's pretty crazy it is it's also a little frustrating because i i did make other videos that i hoped would perform better that didn't have that same effect but i've been doing youtube long enough to like understand that's the way it goes yeah true a few years more than I do it for sure yeah but you were busy out in the jungle <laughs> in the forest <laughs> yeah yeah that's been you wanna some crazy months yeah discovering species that we've never True. even heard of yeah when in August girlfriend and I spent some time in Mexico that was very fun and at that time we like spent most of the time for a vacation and 
I decided to film some tarantulas specifically for YouTube, which I've never done before. Like normally the trips are for research purpose or documenting and finding new tarantulas and the YouTube stuff is just the, the part I like to do now as well, but it's not specifically, yeah, how'd you say? I've wrote the script for like, how can I tell things and what I wanna show from Mexico. So that was a fun project to do. And in September, I was able to go with a friend of mine to Peru and search there for some highland tarantulas in the Andean region. That was a pretty crazy trip. Yeah, we've been there for two weeks and found like 23 different tarantula species. Wow. Yeah, and I made a video for every single one of it. So I think the next couple of months, probably, I will be releasing them. That'll be awesome. I will for sure be looking forward. To Did you find any species that you already recognized though? <laughs> was yeah. it just, oh, you just like, I, I don't even know how you approach that. You just go and start looking and then it's like, oh, I don't even, yeah. I've never even heard of this species. Nobody's talked about this species. Do you find a mix of ones you already know? And how do you even tell the difference between some of them look so similar? True. Yeah, it is, it is difficult, like for in Peru specifically, we decided to go on a trip in the highland region where there is not a lot known about some tarantulas. There has been done a lot of work in the past couple of years, but there's still so many valleys where potentially like in every valley you have two to four different new tarantula species. So we decided, okay, we go in the highland area and not in the rainforest part of the, of the country. And we had some location data for at least the ones I was able to collaborate on, the newly established genus Anticuna, where there was seven new species, for example. But yeah. I think there were so many new tarantulas, like at least 10, we currently guess, which are unknown to science. And there were no pictures before of these species. And yeah, honestly, that's always such an amazing part of the trip when you like for the first time or potentially first time you don't really know if someone else has seen them before or someone local but still it's just amazing to to find something potentially new and yeah how to tell them apart most of the time you don't you just take pictures and by the coloration and the locality you say okay that's potentially something new but without collecting you you can't yeah really you can't really distinguish them. So we'll see how this will go and how or if these other 10 new species will get a name in 10 years. I don't know, it always takes so, so long. You could, so if you're the one discovering the species, you could make up any common name that you want to. You could name a tarantula, whatever you wanted. So ha have you done that before? Have you ever just yeah. made a science? Okay, what have you? Like, like mean for the names. yeah it depends like for like in 2018 there was a, a revision i've done myself for the tapinogenius and pseudoclamoris species there i was like coming up with some names one i named after a good friend and, and mentor of mine but the common names really i didn't make up any comment but science only scientific yeah, but only <laughs> i know what you're going to so that will be something like you, you could choose a hilarious scientific name as well, 
like you have some rules there is a rule set you have to follow yeah you can't use any swear words and stuff i know there's a couple spiders named after there's one named after barack obama there's yeah. one named after david bowie True. so it's it's it seems like you just say you can say genus and then whatever you want pretty much when it so it's you could do you could do like toledo coddle tarantula cat yeah, yeah just write that down okay <laughs> <laughs> okay I think there is a good approach also for like universities and stuff. I've seen it before that you can, how do you say, make an auction for a scientific species name. So when you're like in need for funding, you can say, okay, is there a company out there who would like to get their a specific species named after the company? And then you can collect some thousands of dollars and then they are happy to have some funding for the research and they will name the species after that, what they say, yeah? Maybe in the future, we don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good... I'll come with yeah. you on a trip. One day, yeah. I, th I, I saw Dion was in Costa Rica. Yeah, uh, he was. I've already messaged him, yeah. Looked he like had a some pretty good luck. nice trip, yeah. Yeah. It's not so far from the US. You have to fly, because he's from Canada, but still, it's like a, I don't know, five, six hours flight? Not, not, I feel not like, longer. I feel like a lot of people go to Costa Rica like pretty, pretty often. That's like the okay. closest, obviously Mexico too, but yeah. I feel like that's one of the closest destinations hmm. for people to go to. I know Tom Patterson has yeah. done it, I think with Frank, and he'll just casually be like, oh, I'll go to Costa Rica. And yeah. Short flight. Go to the time. jungle. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would like to at some point also, but you know, COVID kind of. COVID, yeah. Takes poo poos on all your plans. True. True. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. Okay. What else? Oh. You, you, you always say you just wing it you go with the flow oh, you don't yeah, prepare yeah. any topics so what have you not prepared for today's podcast then oh, i don't know i i wow that looks empty <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think about what i can say and talk about without stirring shit up oh wow i have some drama if you want to yeah yeah i i didn't know if you wanted to i remember you mentioning that you had some drama i'm always interested humanly we're all always interested in some True. tea so if you want to get into that, I would be more than happy to listen to it. Yeah. I'm, I was called a sexist on one of my videos. Why? So yeah, that is like the first internet offending stuff happening to me on my channel. Why? You're so, so you're like one of the nicest people. <laughs> I hope I give your acknowledgement now that I'm officially in, in welcome into internet or something like that. Um, yeah. Is there a ritual or anything? I don't know. Yes, you have to cry for five minutes and then get over it. Crazy. It was pretty funny. I made some notes here. I was in one of my videos about arboreal tarantulas, like the best top three arboreal tarantulas. I know where this is going. Really? Okay. You're you can tell me if I am a sexist or not. Because okay. maybe Continue. we have, because we both world tarantulas, right? They're both worlds. Everyone has some different approach to it. So we can talk about this. I'm not so sure if we put it on the podcast then, but we can talk about this. No, we should include it on the podcast because we can talk about controversial topics. True. So 
That was in this video, the best uh, arboreal tarantula video. And I've rewatched not all of it, but at least a part of it. And the thing is, let me start with the comment first. It was a comment one year ago, actually. Someone wrote a comment and said, and wrote why I am calling the Tifoglena celadonia a woman's spider. That's incredible sexist, Martin. I've subscribed to your channel since the beginning. I am a woman and that comment was really unappreciated. I'm very disappointed that you would say something like that. It's 2020. I've been keeping tarantulas and most of them are boreal for over 18 years now. Blee blah blah. Most people in this hobby choose tarantulas due to their color, not just women. And then I re replied, and that was one year ago, because she, she wrote it, it's 2020. Then I wrote something like, it was more about the fact that the women I know usually don't like spiders. And when they're at my place and I show them the T. celadonia, they'll immediately like it. So yes, it's a, a women's spider, in my opinion, in a positive way. Stop the hate and negativity, it's 2020. That was my reply like one year ago. I and, don't think yeah. you are being sexist. I understand their perception there, but I have so many friends that when they know I could like that they found when I first started keeping one of the first spiders that universally everybody finds all of my friends is the T Celadonia. And they're like, Oh, you need to get one of these. This is the prettiest spider. And the T Celadonia is the only tarantula that my mom likes. Okay. <laughs> my mom Dude. likes jumping spiders, but like she can't, she does not like the, the tarantulas, but the T Celadonia wins her over so many friends of mine, people that think spiders are gross. Yeah. I, I would say it can extend beyond females, but for the most part, like I get what you're saying. It's a really pretty eye catching spider. So, so that was one year ago. And now I, like three or four days ago, I got a new comment on the very same, how do you say that? Like comment queue or something? Like thread, when you reply yeah. or thread where someone else replied, not the same person. And that made me rewatch the, the video then again. But this person just wrote, no, stop trying. You are simply sexist. You can't assume that most women do not like spiders either. Just accept you are sexist. I am unsubscribing. And that was like, okay, I have to rewatch this video again, because what did I say that now there are two people, at least two people I'm somehow offending. And English is not my mother tongue. And I usually try to like get it as precise as possible, but it's still most of the time not possible to get the tone right and stuff. So maybe I've said something which in like, mother tongue English or how you say it like you, you like a saying or something which is just bad and then I started the video first I was like showcasing Aviculadia and I said and I started with a very sarcastic like yeah I know the people say Aviculadia are keeping Aviculadia are idiots and then I continue explaining why Aviculadia are nice and the same I did for Tifoglena guys somewhat changed my tonality and said, yeah, I know Tifoglea are called women spider or pretty girl spider. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, and then I explained why they are nice uh, arboreals. So that's my story of this week on how Ouch. you can offend people in the internet.
And it's like you said, too, you English is not your first language and you don't really speak it except when you're doing YouTube or this podcast, really. Right. Yeah. On the job sometimes. But it's more like reading and comprehension and writing, but it's not like speaking with people. Yeah. I think that there is definitely sexism in the hobby, especially the reptile hobby. They seem a little worse, but um I think like you, I've, it sounds more like you were being like, this is a spider, like to get, if you're trying to convince somebody in your life to be interested in tarantulas, I think you're like saying, ah, oh, this is a lady spider. This is the spider to show her, to get her attention. And yeah. um, I don't think that's really sexist. I think I, it would get anybody's attention, but saying it in like a joking manner, ah, oh, this yeah. is the late, you know, or even the way that you had phrased it before saying all the women in your life, that's the one spider they they think is yeah. pretty. Yeah, I that get was the you. Idea, yeah. But I think things get lost in translation, and I it's funny that you bring this up because it reminds me of our collab that we did with the Homeoma chiliensis. When I mm-hmm. did did we did it with uh, my old female, the one that was like really old that I had just lost recently. But back when we did that video. Uh, I included your part, your excerpt of showing them in the wild. And there was some translation issue that happened because I started getting all this hate from people in Chile saying it's illegal for you to have that shame on you for taking it and this and that. And instead of responding defensively, maybe I did respond a little defensively. I don't really remember. It's been a while, but I, I remember responding being like this tarantula is completely and perfectly legal for me to keep in the United States. She's been in the United States since she was little. I've had her for a couple of years, but before I had her, somebody else had her for over a decade that I know. And I like calmly tried to explain to them. And then other people had jumped on to the thread also from Chile that were also confused. And they basically said that there was some translation issue that they thought you were taking them from Chile and that was just a complete miscommunication on somewhere. And it's funny because I immediately, like, I don't know how they got to that video. It must've been posted somewhere, but I just like suddenly started getting all this hate from people in Chile. And then like, when I was like, no, like nobody's taking them, they were like, oh, my bad. And tried to explain that there was some error. So it's like over the internet, especially when you're dealing with, so many different dialects and people with different languages and stuff. It, it, there's some barriers and um, jokes sometimes fall flat because they don't get it. Also, there's a lot to consider there. So I would just suggest maybe people don't jump and always assume the worst. Especially it's just comical to me that they accuse you of sexism when you're like one of the nicest, least sexist people I (laughs) know. (laughs) you have to start somewhere accusing people when you're angry yeah it's funny i don't know but that's also the thing which i thought about a couple days ago when this happened it's like when you're on social media or you're a creator like you are or or like i am and, and do this stuff for many years and you have videos up which you've uploaded like six seven eight years ago mm-hmm. then it's always The thing that you talk about tarantula topics at that certain time, like eight years ago, and 
everything changes like you change as a person maybe your opinion changes on that topic mm -hmm. but also the world around you changed in the seven years and when someone then in this case it was only one year but still like the, the the Chilean topic you mentioned Chile has changed their laws in I think 2016 17 where they banned every export of tarantulas and before that they exported tens hundred thousands of tarantulas and it was perfectly legal so yeah. probably that's that was something uh, as well and what I wanted to say is like if this stuff is up forever because we record it now put it in the internet in about 10-15 years someone watches this or our very first video podcast and can be insulted about something exactly i completely agree or they'll find an old informational video and think that it's up to date yeah. <laughs> which is another issue we, we face here and then they'll start yelling at us being like even my earliest videos this is a brachypilma albopilosum. This is a brachypilma vegans feeding all my brachypilma. Those didn't age because half those brachypilma are now excludocaudals. Yeah. Am I going to go back and change it? No, I, there's, there's way too much for me to go back and, and do that. The same goes for not only the science changing, but just relationships and situations. There's vendors that I recommended that I used four years ago that I would never use again. And it's yeah. in that case, I do try to go back though and say, I no longer recommend this vendor or whatever because of X, Y, Z, but it's just hard because people will find a video that's been up from a different time, a completely different time. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Let's see how well our podcast ages over time. We'll see. I feel like that's jinxing it, but. <laughs> how was the nrbc show last year you've been to uh, a huge expo i've seen i've been to a online. couple expos locally i wouldn't at the moment but i was back to going to them and it was really nice it felt more normal but yeah i went to the narbc expo with richard and mo from tarantula cribs <laughs> which was a lot of fun. It was yeah. nice to meet Richard in person. Yeah, it was just fun. And it was interesting to see people, meet people that watch my channel in person, which I haven't done in so long. Mm. And uh, somebody cried. Oh, really? <laughs> I never expected that. Wow. And she was like, oh, my anxiety is so bad. I was like, girl, me too. I literally feel that, but. The hobby that attracts a lot of introverts. That's I think so. Hobby. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that as True. a thing. But it was a lot of fun. So, yeah. Hopefully, we can uh, work on something in the future. Hopefully, <laughs> the variants great. and everything will yeah. come down. True. And I would love for you to come out here and we could go look for some yeah. boring hensi or something. <laughs> Maybe we can find a new tarantula in Missouri. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. <laughs> There's snow on the from... ground outside right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could try. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Maybe, yeah. Put some exotic ones. No, I shouldn't say that. The Afonacoma Tarantula Caddy. Yeah. Because I just had, had to talk with some people showing all these uh, Peruvian tarantulas in our local 
how do you say we have a local group of spider enthusiasts here uh, where we club. meet like yeah it's like a club but nothing official like between 10 and 30 people meeting casually at one's place and then we someone makes a presentation from time to time this time it was about <laughs> the, the peruvian field trip the expedition showed yeah. some pictures and had dinner and stuff nothing crazy and it was like extreme to see that when you're doing something for so long, you don't really ask the same questions when someone gets these facts presented for the first time, meaning that we weren't thinking about the temperature, like the extreme temperatures these tarantulas were living on that uh, degree as some people there were on desert, like they could easily live here in Switzerland. It was like eight degrees Celsius which is, I would say, 40 degrees Fahrenheit or something. Okay. It's, I don't know, extremely cold. So yeah. they could easily live somewhere out here. And that's was because it's at an altitude of 4,500 meters. That's 13,000 feet or something. It's crazy high up. Yeah. So. It's so weird that you don't have any tarantulas there. I don't understand why you don't like why do we because it gets cold it snows <laughs> evolution they didn't make it, it freezes i guess yeah probably ah. i went to a private school so i unfortunately missed the entire evolution thing like <laughs> until high school and then i had to like try to learn it all in like high school so okay. i don't really <laughs> i don't have that advantage unfortunately <laughs> i was yeah yeah <laughs> you've been to school but um, that's just so weird to me it's, and i've had people comment before being like i didn't know we had tarantulas in missouri and stuff mm -hmm. like it snows and ices how is that possible mm. they find a way just so, like brown recluse find a, a way to inhabit every country across the globe and bite true. everybody but yeah <laughs> some of them are better than others especially the ones which are extremely venomous obviously I still have those African brown recluse. Okay. They do scare me. They're one of those spiders that I check on every day just to make sure they're mm. still in their spot. <laughs> yeah. These, and I have... Yeah, from Namibia, the one. These with the stripes. You have these ones? The yeah. yeah. They, they, they have a, a really weird... It almost looks like a leopard or cheetah yeah. pattern on their abdomen. Yeah. They're really cool looking, but... Yeah. They respectfully scare me. I have them double enclosured. So Perfect. like they're in a secure enclosure inside of a secure enclosure. Perfect. I'll do the same. <laughs> it's the Better only, sense. yeah. It's True. the only mo mo like venomous, yeah. very venomous thing that I have. And I don't think they're deadly, but nobody wants to go to the ER and ex try to explain yeah. that they got bit by a brown recluse from Africa. Exactly, yeah. That would be not the talk you want to want to do with your local emergency stuff. I know. <laughs> but new species, that's a good point, because we have yes. a new one. 2022, newly described species. I think the first tarantula species from the year. And it's actually one you might have heard of. It's one we have in the hobby for 10 years or something. It is a species an arboreal species from thailand which lives in bamboo in bamboo forest and it has i'll send you a picture real quick yeah it has some it looks 
very much like any other arboreal tarantula really from Southeast Asia. But the fun thing is that it's known for so many years and no one scientifically described it in the meantime. Now, because no one else did it, four researchers from Thailand itself described them. So that's really amazing to see local people, local researchers starting in some parts faster than others, but it's amazing to see that now in Thailand there are four arachnologists exactly, yeah. Awesome. So this Mai Hong Song, this Ornithoctonina is now finally described after so many years and it's the first new tarantula species in 2022. It's called Taxinus bambus because it's living in bamboo forest. Yeah, pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe not something for a mystery box because it's an <laughs> old world defensive species. You want to talk about mystery boxes? I don't know. It was the best, how do you say, switch topics that I ever did. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about some mystery boxes. So what is, let's hear your opinion first. To be honest, we don't have this concept over here in, in at least not in Switzerland. I've seen yeah. it in one or other parts of Europe where you can like the, the guys from Poland offer mystery boxes. And I think in the UK, it's also uh, a big thing a in big the UK. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I personally don't have any experience with mystery boxes and yeah, I don't know. It's, I think for experienced people, it's a nice thing. But on one hand, I think if you're experienced enough, you might have your own list of species you want to get. You've also maybe have the experience that you know that these are living creatures and maybe should not be just, I don't know, gifted without any proper information beforehand. So I don't know. What do you think? I think maybe, like you said, it, it could be okay for experienced keepers. I also think the opposite. If you're trying to build up a tarantula collection for whatever reason, I, which I don't understand like why you, you need to, some people feel the need to, like, I need more and more yeah. when they first join. But like, anyway, if they're trying to build up their tarantula collection and that's a quick, easy way to do it, I would guess. But I've never personally got one. The reason, I guess, for me, I've never got one is because I don't have the desire. I, I have whatever I want, I'll just get it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't need, I think at one time I had like four Asamanis yeah. and stuff. So and I just don't need all these duplicates of species I already have. But as for like housing tarantulas, like, you can usually guess like what a species is going to need. Really the big thing you're going to need to know is arboreal, terrestrial, fossorial. Mm. Yeah, true. <laughs> Take it from there. I, I don't think it's even really just the care. I think it's more of a concern of getting a really, f not knowing really what mm. this tarantula is capable of. Samopeus, God, they're so fast. And I know that's like a stepping stone to an old world tarantula if somebody gets a samopeus in their mystery box yeah 
that could go incredibly wrong. I've had a Samalpea sling run up my hair during a rehousing. So imagine being a beginner and uh, having that experience. It, it would definitely not be a good one. Yeah. It's funny you bring this genus up because that's one I've also have on my list to talk about maybe in the podcast because recently I saw so many people, I don't know, in my Facebook feed and stuff, uh, taking pictures of Salopeos and uh, yeah, saying it's an okay beginner species, <laughs> but it's, it's my favorite genus of them all, but they're so fierce, I'm sorry. It's, I would never, I would rather give someone a Pertiloteria as a first arboreal old world tarantula or more of a defensive tarantula than a Psalmopeus. Yeah. Yeah. They're super duper fast too. It, it's not really their attitudes that sketch me out. It's just, and that's across the board for all tarantulas. I'm not really scared of the little threat postures and I'm not really even particularly scared of getting bitten. What I'm scared of is them getting away from me so fast that I can't see where they went or get catching them. I've seen in groups, some horror stories of a tarantula getting into somebody's washer and them needing oh, to wow. take apart the washer. I saw a really funny one where a tarantula got out and actually climbed into somebody's TV and you oh, could God. see the tarantula living inside of the TV running around in there. That's what I'm afraid of, yeah. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> and a Samopeus oh, is like a prime example of the kind of species that would do that kind of shit, yep. in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so not something for the mystery box. But I get it that people want to have a surprise packet with like new tarantulas in it. They don't really know what's inside. So it, yeah, I think it would be really fun to open one. I would love to open one, but to actually keep everything that comes inside, I don't mm. have that desire. Do you usually know how many I hope you know beforehand how many tarantulas come in there or is it just because what I usually see is that it's just price based like you pay a hundred two hundred three hundred dollars but you don't really know if there are like 50 Lasiodora klugies spiderlings or something yeah that would be crazy I just got my first Lasiodora klugie awesome I did yeah small one or actually really good size about two and a half three inches maybe i got three new tarantulas i don't i've never had these species before so i'm stoked i impulse so let's talk them. about christmas presents because i've oh. also got some new tarantulas yeah okay i already made a video about my i, I purchased the Saracopelma santa catalina mm. female i don't know if you saw that and i also finally took the plunge and i purchased a adult female gramostola pulchra that one, yeah, that was in the same video, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that, mm -hmm. and then I, I was done, but then I ended up going to the pet store the other day, and they pull out their, they have a tank full of tarantulas, like little enclosures in their tank, and they pull it out to feed, and so somebody had pulled them out and left them out, so I started going through all their tarantulas, and I, I actually pulled out three very decent-sized species. I haven't made a video about them yet. I will. But I, I don't... I'm going to be honest. I don't really know them that well. So for those of you not now, seeing, Kat is getting... Sorry, I didn't... Sorry, I didn't hear that because I had to pull the headphone out. What did you say? I just instructed the, the non-viewing audience what you're doing. <laughs> You're getting the tarantulas to show. Maybe maybe you can tell me more about these before I film the video. Okay, so 
this one, I've never heard of this species. I have a Ceracopelma ribronitans and I just got the Ceracopelma Santa Catalina or so I got this. I've never had one before, but look how big it is. Awesome. That's a good size. Yeah. Yeah. I paid, I didn't pay $90 for it, but I figured for that size, yeah. it wasn't bad. Pretty nice. Yeah. They're where's it? Like, where's this? From Panama as well, like to Santa oh. Catalina. And Pochetti is like a town, which is more like at higher elevation. I would say around 15, 1600 meters above sea level. And Santa Catalina is directly at sea level. So one meter above sea level. If you would keep the Santa Catalina hotter and more humid and hotter, you would tend to keep these ones a little bit on the cooler side. Oh, okay. But, so uh, lower on the shelf because we're... Yeah, yeah. But they're really nice. They have, I think, as with the Santa Catalina, they have really nice looking adult males. Like with the... They, have, they get the blue coloration when they mature in the male. Oh. Cool. I don't know what this is just unsexed, but I just, I had already just gotten another Cerecopelma awesome. and I was like, I better grab another. So then I, okay, I've never kept one of these. This is a good size also, about the same size. Okay. That's a filtercottle as well. Yeah. It, it looks like a Vegans or yeah. something. That's the one I filmed the, the video in Mexico. Oh. Yeah, that's the one on the top tip of the same peninsula. So in the northern range, you get to see the Epicureanos. They're a little bit smaller than the Vegans, but I would say they have a more intense red coloration. Mm. So hope for it. It's like they, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I never saw one, so I thought that was cool. And then I, of yeah, course, like I said, I got this. I actually Kluge. searched for one. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, it has a molt in there too. So I think I'm going to be able to uh, sex awesome. it. But yeah, look how big that is. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I'm going to film a video showing these and rehousing them and stuff. Awesome. But I was really excited when I went through all their tarantulas and I saw those so big in the enclosures. I was like, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what did you get? I, I got some arboreal ones like the Psalmopeus, the Ecclesiasticus, which is like the one from Ecuador, which is very bronze uh, colored. And the Tapinogenius, uh, the one from the islands like Polybotus and the Rusty. Yeah, I didn't have them anymore. So Are they slings or? No, they're almost adult. So nice. one I already put in the enclosure and the other ones are still up there. But I'm sorry, I'm just, I have everything. If you would see what I have put up here, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like just for, I have a mic. The mic is up here with a, with a stand for the podcast. And there is a light here. And I really, I can't move at the moment. You went all out and I'm just like on my potato MacBook webcam. Yeah, next time I need to get around a little bit because that's actually a good thing to do. It's like more, more on the free side than in a video. Can yeah. maybe show one or two things. Yeah, so that was Christmas present to myself, more or less. Yeah, it's always good. I, I know people are like, pets shouldn't be presents and stuff like that. I stand by that. I feel like for Christmas and stuff, it's more fun if somebody wants to get somebody who keeps tarantulas a present to just give them money to yeah. get what they want. <laughs> it's, True. it's one of those things, but yeah, yeah I definitely spent i did a lot of damage but it's it was christmas and then my birthday okay <laughs> two in one should work ah so 
That was a very first long podcast episode. I think it was good. I think people will like it. A good first episode for 2020. Do we have any New Year's resolution for 2020 and the podcast? At least once a month, we need to commit. Okay. You heard it here first. Yeah, we'll try. Maybe sometimes... I think it's like once we know how it works and we are like happy with the quality the audio yeah. produces and the video is also going to work i think then we could do it more regularly maybe just for 20 minutes and stuff it, including some guests i think that would be easy yes. to do at one point yes i want richard on our podcast yeah sure why not we need to so. i met him personally we've exchanged some messages in the past yeah will be fun yeah let's yeah let's hope that he'll agree for that that's a good new year's uh resolution there so let's wrap it up maybe yeah and thank you everybody for listening and hopefully you enjoyed and we'll be back for february oh yeah Perfect. and we should probably explain we're switching to a video format too so yeah if you're listening to the podcast, you can also watch it starting this month or starting next month. I would say next. Okay. But My quality is really bad. So Martin's embarrassed by it. So a little bit, <laughs> but at least her audio is working better than mine. So yeah. I know It'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out how to attach this, but yeah. So thank sure. you everybody for listening. And if you have suggestions for topics, please reach out to us. Perfect. You want to tell them how they can. Yeah, they can by sending you a message on all these social media profiles you're like hours and hours daily on. So you'll reach <laughs> without any problems in the comment section or via private message, YouTube comment, Instagram, TikTok, she's everywhere. So just suggestion on her way or you could do a email like classic email for 1990 people to do we have an email address for both World Tarantula? I think we have. It's... I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Hmm. I'm just here for the ride, Martin. For the ride, okay. It's, I don't know, maybe you could download the Anchor app and there you could leave us voice messages. Voice messages, if you no, want. You yeah, or <laughs> just send us a message. Maybe you could leave a comment underneath the first video podcast episode and leaves your suggestions there. And I will probably cut out the whole part I just said right now. Because I faced out for a minute. <laughs> That's another reason why I cut it out. You can't now, now you, you have to listen. You have to engage with the camera because otherwise we can't put it online. Because I know, I was all thinking people that. see is like, Kat is on her phone. <laughs> Someone else is talking. And when it's her turn playing again, Animal Crossing, I played the oh podcast. God, yeah. <laughs> played Animal Crossing the whole podcast that one yeah. time, and I could tell you were like bothered, but I was like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you can okay. also write her on Animal Crossing. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.